Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast by a Scooby and a newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. We are at season four, episode four. Fear itself. Fear, comma, itself. Oh. Fear itself. (laughs) Better? Why is that comma there? Sure, go on. Original air date, October 26th, 1999. Parker Lee on Buffy. (laughs) Previous was a jerk. But no, okay, can we just talk about how much Parker is in this previously on? And how Parker is not in this episode. (laughs) He's, He's... Sort of in it. He doesn't have a speaking role, but he's in his, certain his shots. His face? Yeah. His stupid he's face? Right. He's referenced and that's what's important. Buffy needs to be sad about him because it happened last episode and they don't want to go over it with him being paid as a speaking actor again. Because yeah, Buffy's a major downer for the start of this, even though Xander's wearing his best bowling shirt. He's trying. He's trying his best. They're carving pumpkins and Buffy's just mm-hmm. so moody. Good God. Classic Xander got Fantasia and Phantasm mixed up. Oops. Like ha- Phantasm starts with a PH, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's not even that. It's like, it's a good joke to hear. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not a good joke to see. No, it doesn't really work if it's written. But you know what? There are some spooky parts of Fantasia. Like that whole mountain <laughs> thing. That's some spooky shit, you know? Sure, sure, sure. And yeah, they're talking about a haunted house. It'll be good times. There's a party beyond the haunted house if they survive. Buffy's got some post-Parker depression, as it's put by Willow, very eloquently. It's a good way to put it. Like, Buffy's just fucking playing with those pumpkin guts. And like, those things are slimy. When I was a kid, I would never do that part of the pumpkin carving. I like oh. I refuse to grab those slimy pumpkin guts. So the fact that I feel like that's she's a just... love it or hate it thing, though. Maybe because yeah, obviously it's slimy. She's not pretending like it's not, but it's something that feels kind of cool for some people. <laughs> not for you, I guess. As an adult, I feel like I've gotten over my fear of those pumpkin guts, but child <laughs> me was not on board. Michaela, noted pumpkin gut hater. So yeah, this this episode is called Fear, comma itself. Alternative title, Nightmares Done Right. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what this is. Oh, nightmares. <laughs> Except. They were so young back then. There are no giant CG wasps <laughs> or whatever Yo, the fuck so they I was, were. I went back to episode two recently oh. because I needed the clip of Angel saying she did it or whatever. <laughs> His nonsense of, like, I could have helped but didn't. She really saved the world. (laughs) I'll be damned. It's so dumb. Anyway, as much as we make fun of their fashion and hair now, it's crazy back then. It was so much worse, right? It's so bonkers. You forgot. I so forgot. (laughs) And the contrast, because I know what they look like now. And then what they look like then is insane. (laughs) I have to say, season one, David Boreanaz is really beautiful. Like, like he's really beautiful. <laughs> That's why he was hired, yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't for his acting chops. He's good at certain things. <laughs> so condescending. I'll be damned. Buffy walks sadly on her own through downtown Sunny D. This place is deserted. But I mean, it's nighttime in Sunnydale. So yeah, maybe good idea, folks. 
okay, it's the day before Halloween. Right. And so some tiny demon jumps out at Buffy and she clocks him. And it <laughs> turns, turns out, out it was just some dude in a mask. <laughs> some idiot he was a bit early. Right. So he was a bit early. Like, this is not on Buffy. Yeah. Like, you get into the Christmas spirit early. <laughs> And sure, you get into the Halloween spirit early, but you don't get into the Halloween costume, costume wearing early, no. do you? And like, they live in Sunnydale, right? <laughs> like, I don't care how much Sunnydale syndrome they have. This is a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. All of this is still happening in the same cold open. And I'm like, damn. It's going on forever. Yeah, it's a multi-scene cold open. I don't remember the last time we had that. Yeah, and then Buffy sort of has, like, a snappy mopey line right before we cut to the credits, which mm-hmm. at least feels like it's the end of something, other than those, like, weird-ass cold opens we've had where, like, it's just very <laughs> jarringly cuts to credits, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, no, this is much better handled than that. Yeah. It's also not like Veronica Mars length, where those things are 10 to 15 minutes, and then it's like, bam, credits. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, oh, we haven't done this yet. Oh, <laughs> right. We did used to be friends a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> we used to be friends, but I haven't thought of you lately at all. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so we come back in. Come on, now, shut up. <laughs> Bring it on, bring it on, yeah. Singing away. We've both seen that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can we can do that next instead of Welcome to L Angel. Mm, <laughs> angry. Willow's talking about magic and how good she's getting at magic, and she's like, yo, check me out, I'm so good at magic, I need to advance, and I'm like, yes, this is a surefire road to terror. Who will then become a freer person and open up with Willow, but then get burned by Willow's use of memory-altering magic and then get tragically murdered by Warren, question mark, who shows up at Buffy's place with a gun and shoots a random shot off, killing Will uh, Tara, who's on the second story. Who's to say? <laughs> God, that was, wow. I mean, again, this show's like 15 years old, so if you, yeah. if you haven't seen it and you're listening to this, that's on you. <laughs> it's very much on you. Tara dies. BT dubs. We'll see how incredibly accurate all of that was. Uh- <laughs> Oz is pretty worried about Willow tangling with all this dark art stuff, which is valid because, you know, she's been horribly injured by magicking before. And she just, like, has no respect for it still. Or maybe a lack of respect is the wrong way to put it. She just, like, is completely undaunted by it, despite the fact that it has backfired for her before. <laughs> Yeah, at least a couple times. Didn't she get put in a comma by magic at some point? Mm. Or was the comma unrelated? No, no, it was an unrelated comma. It was a comma brought on by vampires, I think. I don't know. Mm, Right, vampire attack. And then she does magic afterwards that nearly kills her. Yeah, but but hey, magic is fine. She can, she, exactly. She can do magic post comma, like... She can do it when she's perfectly healthy. Yeah, that makes sense. So Buffy's wearing another shirt that is just like 100% off of her shoulders. Mm. Like it's it's nonstop. This is like the third or fourth, fourth episode in a row where she's been doing this. And like she has her hair's up, but I'm pretty sure she's got mad extensions happening again because she just has like way too much hair. There's so much hair. I mean, thank God Anya, I believe, has ditched the wig for this episode. Her hair is completely different. <laughs> It's so different. It's 100% like hundred percent different. And why did they need to hide it before? I don't know. Then? She looked like a normal human again. Like I don't know. Her crap wig is just totally gone. 
And yeah, I don't know. I meant to ask this last time, actually. Is it common in TV for women to wear wigs? I don't know. I mean, I guess Or like people to wear wigs? Just in general? Well, it really depends, right? Like, for something like this, I wouldn't think you would have your actors wearing wigs. Because, I mean, like, they're basically going to make James Marsters bleach his hair for (laughs) the next four years or whatever. Hell yeah. And, uh, I mean, something like... Game of Thrones, obviously. Daenerys is wearing a giant wig all, at all times. <laughs> yes. But, like, so is Lena Headley, I'm pretty sure. Yep. There's a length of hair that, like, is just unreasonable to expect someone to have. Right. But, like, do you give them hair extensions? Do you make them wear a wig? Like, wearing a mm. wig is shitty. I don't think people want to generally wear wigs. I know Sam had to wear a wig through all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely done. I don't know. It, do- it just seems odd that they made Anya do it, you know? Yeah. I guess it's just a question of, like, can you grow the hair they want you to have? <laughs> or Fair. do you fail them and they put a wig on you? <laughs> <laughs> or do you fail them, they put a wig on you, and after two weeks, they're like, you know what? Mistakes was were okay made. After all. Yeah. Yeah. No, super mistakes. <laughs> Turn in your wig. Actually. Damn it, Anya. You're a maverick. <laughs> you're off the force. Oh, God. Oh, I don't think she's off of anything. Uh, She's off the demon force. That's true. Oh, yo, that is like a sick name for something. Demon Demon force. Force. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Willow's rocking a pretty sick choker. And do you have any more notes on what Buffy is up to fashion wise? Actually, I really hated Willow's hair in this episode. What? Like last episode, I loved it. And like something about it is different. And I I think it's maybe a bit shorter and less flippy. And I hate it now. (laughs) So now Michaela. I'm just going to put forward a theory Mm. and we'll see how it lands. I think you might be a garbage human (laughs) who's flip-flopped on this hair for no goddamn reason and it's perfectly fine and possibly the same as last week. Although with Anya's hair being so different, maybe. Who's to say? (sighs) Maybe it is different hair. Mm, Nope. Michaela's a garbage human. Giles is all dressed up in Mexican drag for Halloween. He's got that big old sombrero. It's real big. The poncho? Yeah. It's excellent. I like his, like, sombrero tassels or whatever those are. (laughs) They're so fucking distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy has to get him to take the hat off to talk to him. She can't can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) She cannot deal. He's got the big bowl of candy. It's, like, noon 30. And he's like, happy Halloween. And you're like, dude, I don't know when you think kids come over, but it ain't right now like where did he get a bowl that big it's so big <laughs> get like a punch bowl or something it's know. fine you fill it up with candy it's really big you, th- people have bowls michaela that's a fact <laughs> life science fact i don't have a bowl that big but i'm not oh wait actually i i've got a bowl of similar size <laughs> i don't believe you i don't believe you mm. ah! <laughs> His house is all Halloweened up to the gills, though. And, like, this is not what Buffy wanted when she (laughs) she went to talk to Giles. This is not why she's here. (laughs) No, it's not. I don't know why she's here, though. She's here because she's looking for a distraction, right? She's like, Parker, Giles, give me something to fight to distract me. And he's like, no, the evil and undead of the world hate Halloween. They think it's tacky. That's proved to be fairly untrue in the two Halloween episodes we've had so far. One of those was Ethan. Yeah, it's true. It's not really... It is not the demons. It wasn't the demons. The other one was Spike being a rebel, right? Spooky things happen on Halloween still. Yeah. Yeah. 
Have we actually had two other Halloween episodes? I thought this was our second. I just described the same episode in two different ways. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, we're two for two on Halloween sh- hijinks. Well, what would but, be yeah. the point otherwise, right? Oh, no. That's why they skipped last season's Halloween episode. <laughs> nothing, Actually, nothing happened. Yeah. No, it's true. So, yeah, Buffy's disappointed about this whole no spooks thing. Uh, and then... We go to the frat house, Mm. which is... Frat bros creating the haunted house. The murder house from the first season of American Horror Story. Oh, if I had watched that, that would be very interesting. No, yeah, I was watching this and I'm like, murder house! (laughs) And I got really (laughs) hyped. So it's actually called the Rosenheim Mansion. It's like a pretty famous house in LA and like lots of things have been filmed there. But yeah, the entire first season of American Horror Story is about (laughs) bad things happening in this exact house. (laughs) oh no way how how obvious is it it's the same place for sure and they haven't dressed like set dressed it up to be very different no like when they go inside and like it's all it's clearly been dressed up for you know this spooky frat thing it looks pretty different but there are parts of it that i was like you know this is definitely the same place and then there are other parts like the stairway yeah the front stairway and like that might be a thing the front door and stuff I don't know. Mm -hmm. Parts of it might be the same, but like the outside is definitely the same Mm, because it has, and it has like very distinctive windows and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like an over, over a hundred year old house. Like it's a pretty bitchin' house. Now American Horror Story, that's not the one with Woody Harrelson and McConaughey, right? That's true. That's true detective. (laughs) Okay. Which is different from the one that's actually about true detective stories, which is true lies (laughs) or American detective or... There's, There's also American crime story. Here. Is that what you're thinking? There's a bunch of? of shit here that I just can't keep straight. American crime story seems right. Like I hear True Detective, and I know that there's a show about true detective stories, and I'm like, oh, that must be it. But no, it's actually the one that I've watched, hmm. and I haven't watched American crime stories or whatever that's called. <laughs> It's all just very confusing, guys. And if you could just sort this shit out, I'd be much appreciative. I mean, like, conflating American Horror Story and True Detective only makes sense from the perspective of, like, they're both anthology series. Right. And that's another thing. They're both anthologies. And I'm like, like, okay. So is Fargo. Are we going to lump Fargo in there? I haven't seen fucking Fargo. (laughs) And it's not a horror thing, is it? I don't know, man. I I would argue True Detective isn't really a horror thing. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. It's mostly just McConaughey saying a lot of nonsense. But, like, cool nonsense. <laughs> and then in season two, everyone just says nonsense, nonsense, from what I've heard, anyways. Okay, I haven't watched that one. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Frat boys are finding a nice occult symbol to paint upstairs, which will no doubt turn out great. They found it in a book, and books have good things. Yeah, no. It's a spooky looking symbol. They're really hype about it. And like, you know, these guys, they're probably not from the Sunny D. They don't know what they're mm. doing. So I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them a hard pass on uh, judgment here. I wonder how many international students UC Sunny <laughs> D has. Well, it's probably really easy to get in. No offense, Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Buffy got those SAT scores, it's man. true. She got into other places, Northwestern or whatever. <laughs> sure. Sure. Is that a real one? I don't know. <laughs> It sounded super real, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The Northwestern University <laughs> College. Well, when you say place. it like that, it doesn't sound real. <laughs> fuck. Where is it? North. Uh, fuck. Uh, West. <laughs> What's it called? North. Um, Western. I mean, there's a Western University here yeah. in Ontario. So, so 
Yeah, there you go. What am I even to criticize? I mean, Northwestern is probably south of that, so that's confusing. Oh, that's... Oh, Mm. God. Guys, come on. (laughs) You have to have it at the northest and westest place you can. Just go to the westmost part of the world and dump it there, you know? West is best, as we always say. West is best. So Anya shows up downstairs at Xander's place because she's just fucking waltzing in. Everywhere. we got a nice nice Uncle Rory reference here. Mm. (laughs) Xander's referencing his drinking problem, which always good, right? Like, that's Uncle Rory's entire personality, basically. He said he has a drinking problem. I mean, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, it's hard to have other things going on there. That's fair. That's a good point. Eats up a lot of your time. Anya uses the word anniversary, and I'm going to contest that because that comes from the Latin anum, which means year. And it's been exactly one week since they copulated. So <laughs> There's going to be a word, burnt. a word for a week anniversary. It might have something to do with some Oh yeah, I could, I could, I could some be on anniversary. board. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like some anniversary. Yes, it does. I was on board until you actually said it, and then I'm uh-huh. firmly off board. Okay, yeah. Uh, Anya points out all the things that Mark Xander is being different from the rest of the Scoobies, which is fun because she's just like, "You have nothing in common with these people. Why do you hang out with them?" <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, they go to college. You don't. They no longer live at home. You do. It's pretty, yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, well, I guess I still want to hang out with you, though, even even though you made me sad just now. <laughs> he doesn't really want to hang out with her that much. He's more baffled by her, and she refuses to leave. So he's just kind of going with it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't really want to leave. She wants this relationship to go forward, and he's just confused by everything. Because he was like, I thought that's what you wanted to hear. You told me this thing to my face, so I believed you. Turns out that was wrong. Yeah, he's he's women very confused, because he just expects... Well, and... You know, I don't blame him, too, because Anya is, like, this straight-talking character. So, mm. of course it's reasonable for him to expect that the things she says are, like, he should take those at face value. And so then when yeah. she's, like, playing whatever this silly little relationship game thing is, and he doesn't get it, you're like, well, yeah, that's not on Xander, I don't think. Well, and that's a theme through most of his relationships up to this point. Even Bug Trub Lady was pretty straightforward with her intentions that's true Uh. actually i mean he was missing all of the cues of her eating like crickets and shit sure (laughs) that's really those were hidden and subtle (laughs) yeah he doesn't do hidden or subtle that's true i mean cordelia is a pretty straightforward person exactly now michaela where does anya live (laughs) and how does she have any money Listen, these are questions we just do not need to consider. <laughs> nope. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> what does she do with all their time? It doesn't matter. Buffy missed psych class, and this is a big deal. Oh. Missing a first year lecture, <laughs> a first year psych class can get you kicked out of the class, Michaela. Yeah, That's no. what this show says. Like, is she taking attendance? Like, what is this class? Miss another class and you're out of here, Buffy. No. 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 That's, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Kids, don't believe this. First season, I was like, Do, you know, have these writers ever been to high school? And I guess the answer was no to that and no to have they ever been to college because they don't know how it works. No. Or they were in like some weird ass classes. Hmm. I mean, I had attendance taken for a few classes, but nothing that would, 
Like, maybe I would get fewer marks for missing classes. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so weird. Usually the penalty for missing a class is that you're probably going to do worse on the test and may thereby fail out. But, like, they can't just kick you out. You paid for that class and (laughs) you're allowed to go to it or not if you want to. I mean, in counterbalance to what we saw in the first episode of this season, you can go to class even if you haven't paid. Yeah. You just can't get a credit for it. Yeah, exactly. Now, Dave, this scene, I have Mm -hmm. placed a picture in the Dropbox because I didn't think you noticed what Professor Walsh is wearing. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I just see a file labeled (laughs) vest.png. Vest is in all caps. Let me go to (laughs) double click on it here. Whoa! (laughs) It's so crazy. Doth mine eyes believe me? (laughs) It's the craziest vest. What's happening? It's that paisley. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like an overly large, overly long paisley vest. Now, uh, I would be tempted to classify this as a waistcoat. (laughs) If you had asked me before this podcast, hey, Dave, what's the difference between a vest and a waistcoat? I would have said nothing. There is no difference. And now I see the the pointy bits on the bottom of the front of the vest. And I'm like, "Mm, waistcoat. Yeah. Has to be. It's just huge. And... Uh, I don't know. It's a strange choice for anyone. Well, the early 2000s were a heady time. And look, you can or see... Or the very late 90s. You can see all of cra- Crazy Buffy's hair in this shot, too, and her, like, total lack of shoulder coverage. I had to enhance. <laughs> oh, yeah, the shoulders are definitely uncovered. And Rye, Her bag is pretty crazy, yeah, too. Yeah, she's always got that, like, weird one-shoulder bag. Well, it's a messenger bag, but it's got such a thick leather strap. Thick. I don't it's know. Weird. And, yeah... Uh, Rai Rai's shirt is humongous, too. Well, he's Normcore. <laughs> the normiest. It's just a green button-down shirt. It's, like, too big, Wears though. it untucked. It's pretty, pretty like, flowy. As was the fashion of the time. Yeah. I'm surprised they're not all wearing onions on their belts. At least... <laughs> what? <laughs> One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. I needed a new heel for my shoe. So, I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. At least he's done up all the buttons, though, you know? Mm. We can be happy about that. Yes. Yeah. He has done the buttons up. He's violating the always, (laughs) no, sometimes always never rule, though. (laughs) He sure is. Oh, God. So, yeah, Professor Professor Walsh leaves. And he's like, oh, she's serious. You have to take this seriously, Buffy. No, it's a first year psych course. No, I know. And then he makes like a weird joke about like, oh, I remember being a freshman, even though it was a long time ago. And you're like, is this- It was a year ago. Is this- No, 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 no. He's like a grad student. What? (laughs) Is he not? Like, he's at least four years older than Buffy. (laughs) But like, this is just a return to form. Guy makes joke about how old he is. Like, (laughs) What? Who wants this? My point about a lot of this episode, like the first half of it at least, is that it's all just very boring or difficult pod because people are having reasonable interactions and like decent conversations where they both come off as reasonable and interesting humans with depth and flaws. And that's just bad pod, you know? I can't say, oh, this was a good scene that demonstrated who both Riley and Buffy are and where they are in life. That's boring as fuck. No, and it's also a scene where, like, he gives her some pretty reasonable advice to, like, you know, not sweat it and have some fun. Yeah. And you're like, wow, what a nice guy who's just, like, trying to look out for her and make sure she doesn't 
get too overwhelmed by her first year of college. And then you're like, man, yeah, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) It's boring pod. It's really good TV. Yeah. It's fine, though. We got we got some Oz coming up next scene, and he's got a great line when he's delivering an amplifier <laughs> or a sound system to the frat boys. Mikasio Masukasio. Shit. That doesn't, how, it's a fucking amp pun. Like how, how does Oz get all the best lines? How do the fucking writers just be like, you know what? This character's the best one. We're going to give him good stuff to do. Xander, fuck you. <laughs> Nicholas Brendan has offended us. <laughs> they really have been giving Oz a lot more to do this season. That's true. Compared to the middle of last season <laughs> and like the end too. Yeah. Compared to almost all of last season. <laughs> yeah, like he's actually getting some stuff to do, which is really great. There is such a contrived bit about him needing uh. to shorten the wire on the amp <laughs> so he pulls out a knife that we've never seen and then off camera cuts himself in a way that bleeds but not visibly and then it drips onto the occult symbol that he was walking across like oh shit they had to force this bit through like right what is this garbage knife safety <laughs> and then i was thinking too i wonder if the fact that we've just put werewolf blood on this spooky symbol is helping with the spook factor. Like, I feel like mm. Oz's blood is spookier than most blood, you know? <laughs> right. On the Jenkman's spookiness scale. <laughs> the spook scale, yeah. It's scoring a solid seven and a half. Whereas normal people are about a two. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It could be true. I don't know. You're welcome to think that. So this is in my notes where I wrote, things are about to get spookerific. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Uh, it's not that I'm mad at you or disappointed. I'm angry-pointed at you. Oh, that's okay. Yep. I mean, that's confusing. So I don't know how to feel, and I just feel nothing. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'll try to bring up the Masturbatorium at some point to really... Yeah, there you go. Good. Buffy's gonna be Little Red Riding Hood in an excellent callback to that episode in what she was sick. Oh, yeah. She was Little Red Riding Hood that other time. Yeah, and I totally failed to notice it, and you mocked me for it. Yeah. That was hurtful, Michaela. You, your words have consequences, all right? Now I'm noticing the Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> I mean, noticing is Fuck you. strong. They're like... Fuck you. Shoving it in your face, I'm just saying. Okay, Joyce is like, oh, uh, we're gonna make this fit, like... You wore it six years ago. And I just felt like, isn't Buffy like way too old to have been trick-or-treating six years ago? She was 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's old. Yeah. Like what, what point, you know, like how old is too old? Was she trick-or-treating then? Or was she just going to a Halloween party? Or, like, going to Halloween for school. Because then she immediately makes a comment about how at Oh, 12, yeah, her dad stole all this candy. Yeah, like, she wasn't allowed to go alone. And, like, this is the point in the episode when I really was like, oh, we're doing nightmares again. Because, like, <laughs> when do we bring up Buffy's dad? When we need Buffy to have, like, inner turmoil about her <gasps> dad abandoning her for the purpose of it being a fear she has. Yep, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, again, it's just like the Riley scene. We've got some interesting characterful dialogue. Joyce is talking about how she was really hurt by the divorce and doesn't really want to talk about it with Buffy. But, you know, it's it's an important part of growing up and keeping on with your life. And I'm like, fuck, this is terrible to fucking pot about. Except <laughs> then we get a Ted callback. And you're like, oh my god, they told Joyce stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> they told her he was a robot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she came out of that with some sense that he was a robot, but I'm not sure. Well, at I one point, know. Buffy says that he's on the scrap heap of life. <laughs> as like a cover because she makes a scrap heap reference right yeah and so like at the oh, end God. of the episode joyce does not know that he's a robot shit so she knows now and like fucking good like someone needs to tell joyce some shit i have to say joyce is looking younger than ever and like mm. i don't know if it's the hair she looks great she is looking amazing yeah we haven't seen her much this season yet this is such a better scene though yeah. than we've seen like any time before because it demonstrates that she's a person with her own life and her own things happening. Like she talks about her social life a little bit and beyond Pam or whoever it was that inserted herself into their lives. Oh, Pam. Like she really didn't have any friends and doesn't have any friends and that's been difficult. It's really good character stuff and she's shown to be a caring parent for Buffy, which, yeah, finally. <laughs> this, like, this is arguably the most character building we've ever had for Joyce. Like... Ever. I mean, she was a potted plant and now she's been planted in a garden or something, you know? She still can't move around a lot or do anything terribly interesting. Does she have a flower? But she'll grow a bit bigger. Yeah. She She's blooming? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's nice. Makes her sound like she's a 16-year-old girl becoming a woman, but that's fine. <laughs> I didn't say blooming. <laughs> no, you no. You brought up blooming. That was only me. <laughs> we go into a nice Halloween montage. We've got all the people doing all the spooky things and... TPing trees and stuff because that's fun. Everyone's running around in masks and costumes, and it's all good fun. Wacky times. Woo! <laughs> and like the gangs, you know, we're getting to see what their costumes are. Xander is Bond. Oh, yeah. He's looking suave because he's afraid of being turned into his costume again. He wants to be. I cool. love that that's a callback. <laughs> I kind of felt like a lot of them were doing that. Yeah. And like, not Buffy, obviously, being Little Red Riding like, Hood would be a terrible thing. Right, she's screwed Yeah, if she gets turned into that costume. I figured she was Little Red Riding Hood because then she could have a basket mm, and have it full of full weapons. Full of weapons, <laughs> yeah. And sure, like, you know, it's probably not going to happen again. That'd be a crazy coincidence. But does it hurt to be prepared? I don't know. Like, what would you even have done if Ethan showed up again? And he was like, uh, round died. two. <laughs> You're all turning into your costumes, guys. <laughs> I miss Ethan. Oh, I miss him so much. He's just the scampiest, you know? We haven't seen him since Band Candy, where it was double scamp action. Oh, double scamp. I just dream of those days, you know? Uh, yeah, Willow's a killer Joan of Arc. Oz is God, <laughs> which is a very nice touch. He's just got the fucking Hi, My Name Is sticker. <laughs> And it really only works because Willow's Joan of Arc. Otherwise, he would just look yeah. like kind of a dick, I think. I don't know. You're not as scary as a book face over there. Yes, I am the popular social networking site known as Bookface. And then we finally come into our first segment of the evening because the gang is all walking along when who should they encounter but Rando Commandos. King Commandos. Rock, rock oh, on. The public battle Oh, yeah! <laughs> okay, so sure, they've got these commandos to set up. And sure, they're college students. They're not very good at what they do, possibly. I don't know. They walk the fuck out into the middle of the sidewalk 
and just don't give a shit about being seen. Because it's Halloween. <laughs> they sure. assume yeah. that everyone will just assume like that, that they've got that they extraordinarily have... accurately represented M4. Sure. <laughs> like assault rifles. They have really realistic guns. Won't think that it's weird that they don't have orange caps on them or anything. It's just fine that they're wandering around the school carrying weapons. And they also have like pretty serious costumes in general and they don't talk at all but yeah no it's all fine what the fuck are they even doing yeah sure i like seeing them i guess and yeah we gotta set up this whole initiative nonsense right and i think i mean have we had have we had these guys every episode so far at least like no briefly no there have been episodes where we have not seen them last episode i think was the only one actually last episode parker yeah, actually, I don't think we had any last episode. But they've been fairly consistent. I think we had, had them in the first and second. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, and like, I think it's, this is a good way to do it, to just have like a five second thing every now and again. Oh, yeah. To be like, wait, why does this keep happening? I wonder if this is going to come up. Who the fuck are these people? It, it just, it's a bit strange to have them wander out into the middle of the sidewalk, looking all tactical and be like, oh shit, we're in the middle of the, uh, the streetlight. Mm, just keep walking pretend like no one can see you right like they could have been a bit more casual about it yeah that's a good a little bit a little bit this is a fucking slow burn episode there's been some good stuff here but it's been 20 minutes and like we have not seen the haunting begin in earnest i mean it's about to begin now basically yeah over 20 minutes into the 40 minute episode yeah I guess that's the normal structure, though. That's You gotta have things get set up, and you gotta move the plot along, right? At some point. Well, because the rest of the episode, like, essentially nothing plot-relevant is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so you really needed people to have, like, plot-relevant conversations before now. (laughs) So, boom! We get into the haunting. We get that haunting montage. It's pretty sweet. They are making a lot of use of very quick camera cuts that move a lot to show scenes of chaos without actually showing anything that might be causing the chaos, really. And it's it's well done, you know? Make a lot out of not much. Did you really just miss the opportunity to call it a hauntage? Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! I've got haunting montage written down. Not, okay, just once. Not twice. How did I fucking miss that? Fuck. Like you said, haunting montage, and I'm like, oh, that's, oh, it's a hauntage. Why? Oh, off my, off my game. <laughs> off your game. Damn it. Damn. Ugh. Anyway, the hauntage is pretty sweet. <laughs> I don't know how you like it. We no, see it's, a it's couple fun. kids die. Right. So at this point, I was like, okay, like, you know, we see things are real, then they're fake again. Like, are mm-hmm. these people really dying? And then the guy falls down the stairs and breaks his neck. And you're like, that guy is Hundo P dead. There's a girl at one point lying on a couch covered in blood. And then she starts making zombie noises. She's also dead, right? She seems pretty dead. Yeah. Like quite dead. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. At least one guy falls down the steps and straight up breaks his neck. And there is not any coming back from that. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty real stakes. And like, I would say that this whole, this whole like haunted house sequence is a lot more horror-ish than Buffy tends to get. Hmm, that's true. Because it's very much like, oh, like, we're in the house. Oh, we're being split up and we're all alone now. And these creepy things are happening to us and stuff's jumping out from around the corner or, like, 
things are turning into real things. And yeah, no, it's a it's a fun time. I have like almost no notes about it, if I'm being honest. Sure. Anya shows up just as the gang has gotten there and started getting spooked. She's shown up a bit late to the party wearing an amazing funny <laughs> outfit because she was told by Xander to use her imagination, come up with something scary mm-hmm. to wear for Halloween. Spooky bunnies. Yep. Setting up that bunny thing that is going to be referenced like maybe two or three times yeah a couple i know twice definitely it (laughs) might be a third anyway she is very concerned that xander is in there and runs off to find some help right because the door has disappeared yes there is no door oh and right she sees a uh, girl on the upstairs window banging on it and like screaming for help and then the window just gets covered up by the bricks around it it's real good she's like that's hmm i need help with this (laughs) <laughs> yeah and the window effect i was just thinking about it is actually surprisingly well done oh yeah it was pretty good pretty good job show pretty good job creepy. xander is obviously a ghost or something no one can hear him uh there's like a bit about him being like is there a hissing sound and buffy goes do you hear something that's like a <laughs> and he's like yeah i thought that's what a hissing sound meant and you're like okay it's it's a metaphor dave because is it it's a it's a metaphor it's a metaphor what <laughs> oh you redeemed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because Xander feels like he's outside of the group now that he's, you know, a townie and they're all at college and he feels yeah. ignored by them. And so he is literally, well, invisible is maybe the wrong word. He's not invisible. He's just like, he, they can't yeah. see him anymore. He's unnoticed. Yeah. Now, I'm fully on board for that. Yeah. I guess willow's thing is sort of metaphorish willow's is a it's lot playing more literal. on her fears in yeah uh, it's really weird though because so, it's just like she hasn't been shown to be afraid of her magic and then something goes horribly awry with her magic and you're like that's not a fear that she had before nor is it a metaphor it's yeah and it's more like people's people's fears for willow kind of happened right. to willow yeah which is not it's not the same thing i mean oz straight up just has his like you know he's a werewolf and right he's gonna transform and hurt people around him and that's scary and yeah he can't control it at all yeah because right? it is beyond his control and then yeah. yeah buffy is blah blah abandoned by everyone and fucking abandoned dad, and then swarmed whatever. by dead people i don't know I don't listen know. yeah that whole sequence you're like what does this have to do with anything what does it have to do with anything <laughs> it really really muddies the water a little bit like xander's is so it's such a pure it's, metaphor <laughs> it's on the nose right and you're just like it's home <laughs> is the nose you're like is this like maybe they just couldn't find a good enough one for everyone else have buffy's dad show up or something you know that'd be fine but then like it's just literally nightmares <laughs> yeah <laughs> then we're exactly. just yeah oh man true. did you did you love how the guy in the closet his name is chaz his name <laughs> is chaz i was just about to go back to that <laughs> no fucking way is chaz even a real name oh yeah man it's such a stereotypical bro name and his name is chaz Chaz. he's one of the bros that was he drew the occult symbol and now he's all scared and he's trapped in the closet and then the closet door disappears and he's swallowed by the house or whatever but chaz chaz yeah and they just say it so seriously like it's an actual name (laughs) and you're like oh no (laughs) who names their child chaz 
I don't know. You've never met a Chaz, have you? No. Okay, I haven't either. It's, oh god, I can't imagine. Anyway, the gang needs the help of one Rupert T. Giles. (laughs) I was gonna call him Rupert P. Giles, and I don't know why. (laughs) What's the P for? I don't know, Percival. Purvis. Purvis? P-U-R-V-I-S, that's a real name. That's disgusting. Real middle name, yeah. Rupert? Percival's much better. Purvis Giles. I mean, the T is obviously for Tiberius. <laughs> That's what the only thing T ever stands for. <laughs> Rupert Tiberius Giles. <laughs> it doesn't go at all. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, they do need Giles' help, though. It, it'll be good. And Anya runs over, barges into his house as usual. He's sad and lonely and eating all of his candy because no one showed up to eat it with him. It's it's really sad, actually. No trick-or-treaters. And he decorated his apartment and everything. And, like, Giles is still in this place where he doesn't really have, like, a purpose right now. No. Right? He's just sort of, like... I mean, he's still helping and does some exposition every now and again. But, yeah, he doesn't really have, like, a niche anymore. Anyway, Anya shows up and tells him about the gang's plight in a little segment that we like to call Stuck on Ya. Can you stuck on ya? Oh, I see. Yeah. Anya. I it's it's her name. It's the character's name. Because her name's Anya. But it also sounds like on you a little bit. This is like the most punny episode we've ever done. Fucking A. I'm so proud of us. I really want that to be just a bar that we continue to surpass. There's just that ceiling and we just got to bust through it, you know? Just the just bust through those ceilings. <laughs> Keep busting through those ceilings. I don't know why. I feel like I'm supposed to like respond. Oh, it's a 22 Jump Street reference. It's fine. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm like, it's a thing, Michaela. Figure out the thing. And nothing. Figure out the thing. So yeah, Anya's here. And what does she tell Giles? That Xander's in trouble. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he's like, oh, where's Buffy? She's like, it doesn't matter. Xander. Xander's in the house. (laughs) Save Xander. Is is Buffy there? I guess. (laughs) Whatever. Save Xander. Oh, yeah. Maybe Willow and Oz are there too. I don't know. Save Xander. (laughs) She's just so dang determined to go after Xander. She's it's so, so adorable. Fun. Like, she really is fun. I love how quickly she's latched onto him, too. No, she just was like, yep, this is working for me. Let's do this. And, <laughs> yeah. like, the number of times that she's just, like, busted on into Giles' apartment. <laughs> like, and she doesn't really know Giles at all. She, no. She just doesn't care at all. <laughs> he clearly doesn't like her that no, much. No, but here she is. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Xander's ghost, Willow's mad, Buffy doesn't trust her magic, split up, Buffy goes to look for Xander, even though he's right behind her, which is lots of jokes. Fashion has really gone out the window here. Well, they're all wearing the same stuff the whole episode from exactly. now on, right? Like, and it's all it's all intentionally Halloween stuff, so it's yeah. hard to be like, oh, this fashion of the time. So I'm glad we got some of that in beforehand, because we get none of it now. No. And yeah, Oz starts wolfing out, and it's that scene from the opening credits. Oh yeah. They all get truly split up having various spooky encounters i'm wondering if everyone else is dead because it's just the scoobies in here turns out no and there's a reason that it's just them in there this whole thing with willow like she summons this like guiding little spirit thing or whatever spirit guide yeah yeah and like then 
supposedly the the house like screws with her and like makes it turn into a bunch more that then are like attacking her but like right is this on the house or is this on willow and her indecisiveness <laughs> it really seems like it's just willow fucking up the spell it really does but it's clearly the house trying to spook her up but then it's all self-directed spooking it's very weird because she's like like trying to decide where she wants to be led and then she can't decide and then so it keeps splitting each time yeah it splits out into different ones and then they all start attacking her like a swarm of wasps attacking someone that's not a vampire right because they don't have a taste for vampires yeah yeah they don't know what i didn't know if you know this but wasps don't go for vampires this is a really wasp heavy episode (laughs) man like so many wasp references right right but yeah it does seem to be really self-inflicted and then buffy drops down into the basement slash crypt and a bunch of zombies start attacking her and she gets all spooked out and blah 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 and she (laughs) i've got a note that says she finds herself upstairs which is far more accurate than what i initially was going to write which was she manages to get up there it's really not like well she backs up to a door yeah and opens that door from the basement and then she finds herself upstairs out of her stupor yeah and i'm like how how did you get out of your stupor though no it seems you didn't conquer your fear seems you were so scared yeah well i guess but the point is that like they're all so scared that they've been funneled to this room like this is the intention of the the demon is to get them all in the same place here now i was not sure whether they were because are they funneled here? Because Oz is sitting here shaking. And last he was seen, he was sitting in a bathtub. So, like, clearly they're not seeing what's actually there, right? Well... So they are in some sort of stupor where their vision is being clouded. That's possible. Because, like, it does... Like, a lot of it seems very, like, much like a hallucination. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. like, and things are moving around in the house. So who knows how much of that is just them being tricked into thinking they see that? I don't know. I think that... Thinking too much about this is a mistake. Yeah, Yeah. it is all very arbitrary, though. But yeah, Giles shows up with his fucking chainsaw. He's going to create a door, Dave. (laughs) He creates a door. And then eventually, once Buffy's like woken everyone up out of their stupors in the attic, Giles just busts through. Big damn heroes moment. He's outlined in the doorway with his chainsaw. He's like, yeah, whatever. The house has been closing up behind me. I don't fucking care. It's good to see you all. And he shows up just in time to give us the exposition, right? Oh, just in time. <laughs> it's This is the sign of Gaknar. Oh. They just found the book. And I love that Giles is like, no, here, you fuckers are illiterate. Give that to me. Let me read it. I mean, he can read Gaelic, sure. Or someone can. I don't know. Like... Okay, I understand that it's all for dramatic effect, but he's basically, like, reading out loud, and he's, like, destroying the symbol, and just stops talking. (laughs) As Buffy walks over and destroys the symbol, and he's like, that will make everything worse. It's like, you know the word wait, right? Right, like... (laughs) You've heard of that? Like, and you watched her walk over there. You could have been like, destroying the symbol will be bad. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a dummy. Anyway, Buffy destroys the symbol of the of Gaknar, the fear demon that she does not want to fight. And, oh no, that's going to summon him forth. Boom. He gets summoned, but he's like six inches tall. He's adorable he's and tiny. He's so cute with his little he's voice. So <laughs> he's like, fear me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, yeah, I like this episode a lot. 
Uh, Xander is mocking him. Who's a little fear demon? Come on. Who's a little fear demon? Don't I taunt bring the terror. A fear demon. Why can he hurt me? No, it's just tacky. <laughs> and then, yeah, Buffy stomps on him to squish him and kill him. We wrap up with the gang eating Giles' candy. The caption on the picture of the demon said actual size. Yeah, and it's... And that's our episode. Well, and, and, like, that moment, Giles milks for dramatic effect, oh my God. too. He's like, oh, the, the inscription. I didn't read the inscription. And then it's just... And you're like, fucker, is it coming back? <laughs> like, no. No, it's a cute joke. And you're like, hey, Giles, this guy. Nah. And, like... A person has died, Giles. Right? It's, yeah. No bueno. At least one person. So, yeah. I, I wanted to know how many people had died because I wasn't sure. You get like a bit of a sense that there's a bunch of people cowering in the attic, but so like it's hard to say. According the wiki thinks that it's just like Josh who was the neck guy, and then yeah. Gagnar. Right. I saw this as well, and sure, you know what? I'll defer to the wiki on this. They are pretty determined folks, and they've generally done some research on this. I was looking it up, though, and we all know that that's a bad idea. Why would you? Why? Because I wanted to know, and it seemed like I could go down. I knew there was a deaths thing, and I was like, I can just scroll past all the rest of it. I couldn't scroll past all the rest of it Hmm. quickly enough. I I read things, Michaela. I'm a reader. I'm a literate human. Your eyes just read without your consent. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. So I know uh, one of the, the tidbits that I read, the only one that I remember, is... Um, this is the last episode that does not have a vampire in it. And the rest of them, even if they're not fighting something, have Spike in them. And I was like, oh no, what did I do? So, I mean, you were going to find this out next episode. Yeah, I feel bad though. I was going to tell you this piece of trivia next episode, potentially. Oh. Not today. Well, I feel vindicated then. You know what? Fuck you, Michaela. <laughs> I'm learning things ahead of time. Yeah, there you go. You're on top of your shit. I mean, once, like, Spike is around, it's you can probably, like, pretty reasonably as- assume that this is going to be the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same It's the same argument, the angel thing, right? Of somehow we <laughs> so can... Garbage. Yeah, right? It's the same garbage argument. <laughs> It's a very garbage argument. Yeah. And I'm guessing that Spike won't be in every episode of this season after episode five. I could be wrong on that, but I'm guessing he'll b- miss a few since he's not credited. And then there'll just be like, you know, vampires in those episodes that they are fighting. Because it is still called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so she should maybe kill some vampires every now and again. Just to remind us what's going on, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was the episode. Michaela, what did you think of it? This is a fun episode, and I knew it was going to be fun, but like, I was really left with the impression that nothing had happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fun nothing episode. Because like, we do get a little bit of, yeah, we get like a bit of Riley and a bit of Joyce, and we do learn some things about their characters or like get to see their relationships with Buffy. But like, for the most part, Buffy starts off being Moody but Parker, and in the end, like, there's no reason for that to have changed. Willow learned nothing, I assume. No. I guess maybe Anya and Xander are more of a thing now? <laughs> it's a fun episode. It's well-placed in time. Like, you can't move it around yep, too much. that's true. But, it, yeah, it's basically a nothing episode. Nightmare's done right. 
Yeah, it is so done right, though, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. But, I mean, our opinions are worthless and garbage. <laughs> We're just, we are garbage humans, you know? Oh, garbage. So, uh, so I want to ask you, what does our favorite IMDb reviewer, Taylor Kingston, think of this episode? Well, what do you think Taylor Kingston called this review? Fuck, I always forget about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, the one with the haunted house? Nope. Hmm. You got another stab? The, or are you good? I, I can take another stab okay. at this. Uh, the one with the tiny demon? Oh, that's really close. Yeah. The one with the fear demon. Oh! So your, oh, your title so was like way more spoilery than... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, yo, that's... I get that. Teeks goes for the spoiler. No, for sure. All right, here we go. I love this episode. It's creepy nice. and a little spooky at times, but also funny, especially when Anya dresses up as a bunny rabbit. <laughs> In this episode, it's Halloween and everyone goes to a party at a fraternity house, but things become very spooky very quickly. Like, that's strictly untrue, right? Do you feel like <laughs> Teeks maybe forgot about the first 20 minutes of this episode? It's a slow burn, Michaela. People get separated, people's fears are coming true, everyone's screaming. When Buffy finds out that a fear demon is doing this, she has to convince everyone not to be scared. As their fear is feeding the demon. Is that? Yep. But that doesn't really happen. That's like seconds before. Anyways. Any happy little thought? When the demon comes forth, she's able to step on it as he is the size of two cockroaches. That's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my new favorite unit of measurement, though. Measure everything What's in cockroach, cockroaches? Like three inches? Yeah. No, that's no, such a that's gross... a large cockroach. All right, thing. fun fact. Oh, I'm not gonna read you that. That's too spoilery. What? No, you can't withhold this information. <laughs> just because Teeks has put it in a review, you can't just keep that from me. Fine. Tell me the fun fact. This is only one of three Halloween episodes. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Only one more. Best. You made it seem like they always did a Halloween episode. Well, in you my mind, they me. do. That's. That's less than half of the seasons. Yeah, I think I just, like, continuously remember this particular episode. <laughs> Fair. As being in every season. Ooh, ooh, best part of the episode. What? This is garbage. Three, <laughs> three-way tie between Anya dressed up as a bunny, <laughs> seeing the tiny little fear demon, and Giles saying actual size about the demon. You can't say three things are the best part. It's a three-way tie. Uh... I ask you, which one of those is ranked lower? None of them. It's a three-way tie. You Boom. Did, you did write this. All right. Worst part of the episode, when all the mm -hmm. fake props become real, some of it is really creepy. Oh, man. You got that spooky skeleton with the one eye that stabbed Buffy in That's the back. Right. But the cape took most of it. And you're like, what did Joyce make this cape out of? <laughs> Fucking Kevlar. Okay, what do you what do you think the rating on this episode is? Uh, should if it's one of his favorite episodes, it should be a nine or a ten. I'm gonna say ten overall. I give this episode an eight out of ten, which in my ah! I mean, I set you ah, up. Come on, I set, come on. I set you up for Deeks. that, Hanupi. Why you do this? Which in my ratings book is awesome. Is eight out of ten? You come to awesome? me. You come to me on this the day of Halloween. <laughs> And you give my episode an 8 out of 10. Teeks, I ask you, why you do this? Oh, I can't get on board with that accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Godfather. It's fine. No, I'm there. And like, I think it was really good. I just can't <laughs> join you. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Well, 8 
Eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strong disagree. Who won this episode? I. Hmm. I mean, mm. I think everyone actually had a pretty good time. Yeah. Not Gaknar, obviously, but <laughs> no, poor little Gaknar. Um. Giles hmm. was so sad too. Right, like when Giles gets, does get to chainsaw some alone. shit at the be- at the end, but I don't think but, that that is a win for him. No, in the middle, he's just so sad. But he's so candy mopey. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm coming up with no one because like Willow learns nothing. <laughs> Oz spends most of the episode trying not to be a werewolf. Werewolf, yes. <laughs> I said it, and I was like, "Oh no, I've I've said it wrong." But there, you were to correct me. Yeah. Chaz got eaten by a house and didn't die, and his name is Chaz. Is that? It's a st- is that, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> It's bad to be named Chaz. Yeah. It's fun to know a Chaz. Uh, Anya? (sighs) She doesn't win, though. There's nothing winning about it. No. Joyce? (laughs) Joyce, maybe. Because Joyce gets, like, an actual scene to do some stuff. And then, like... Joyce is a blossoming young flower. (laughs) Right. I, I could go for a Joyce. It's... I mean, it's marginal, but there's no strong winner here. Yeah, because I feel like there are no losers. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be so easy. And then no. there also are no winners. So, yeah. That's what happens when you do Nightmares right. You still don't get anyone who's, like, clearly doing anything. No. No. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the initiative bros, they manage to fuck up their stealth check. Like, they get a natural oh. one on that stealth check. And there are no repercussions. No, it goes fine for them. Everything's just fine. I mean, oh, can, can Riley win this? Possibly. I mean... Explain that to me. Like, it's it's mostly the same same reasons as Joyce, if we're being... Yeah, he is a character. And he gets to be a bit more of a character, and he gives Buffy some nice advice. Well, I mean, he's gotta fuck Buffy for an entire episode in a house at some point. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm... I understand this uh, sorry, what happens. he's gotta... He's got to board the train, the express train. <laughs> like, I would have been okay with bang or, like, plow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would not have been okay with plow. <laughs> That's such a lie. <laughs> plow. God. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking liar I have. Alright. So who do we pick? Do we pick Joyce or, or Rai Rai? Either Joyce or the Rando Commandos for me. Oh. Okay, let's let's go Joyce then. I don't yeah, know. Joyce man. is fine. Oh and Top Fashion. Top Fashion hmm. Isn't it uh, Professor Walsh? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's that vest. Fuck. <laughs> You're right. It's more of a waistcoat than a vest. <laughs> I didn't know those things were separate things yeah. until today. Um, until I saw it. She's got like, so it's like a blue paisley. Like it's like light blue. And then she's got like a dark blue long sleeve shirt on under it. And it's just yeah. like, it's such a statement that I don't know. Uh, utter nonsense. Like the more I think about it, the more it's just ballooned into this. Like it just gets bigger and bigger in my mind. The more I think about it, I think. All right, Michaela, now is the worst time of the episode. Okay. Because we've been building up to this for a while. We have. And now we have to face our fears. Oh, that's so so fitting. Now, mm-hmm. okay, so our, our main complaint about this episode was that, like, it it's too good to make fun of. 
slash yep. make jokes about. We're not going to have that problem next episode. So shouldn't we be thankful? I'm running low on podcast fluid Ooh. and I need to pick some up for next episode. That's for sure. Hmm. It'll be a drinking during and while recording kind of app, I believe, because <laughs> next episode is beer bad. Beer we are finally bad. here. Oh. Often cited as the worst episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I do believe it might have the uh, the lowest the rating. The lowest rating. Jesus Christ! I think it actually might. I survived bug trubs. <laughs> I survived robo boyfriend. All for this. <laughs> I survived the double whammy of Ted and Bad Eggs back to back, and now this fresh hell is visited upon us. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the lowest rated because it's okay do i remember anything about this episode no not in particular i do know some things so i saw the thumbnail on netflix buffy was looking pretty caveman <laughs> i know from your description of it that the writers received a whack of money to make a an anti-drinking psa type of episode it is Literally a very special episode of Buffy. Yeah, I don't know where I read that, but like, yeah, I'll, I'll try and find some some actual, like, something to back that up for next episode. Now I know that Spike will be in it, but I'm not sure that's going to do anything positive for the episode. <gasps> I think it'll just be a train wreck start to finish. But you know what? That's okay. As long as I, I can pick up two six packs and then that'll be... One for the show and one for the pod, and that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I mean, I don't even need that much. I need I need eight to get through. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that rate is high. It's a high, <laughs> high rate of drinking. <laughs> it's one every 15 minutes. I'm not going to drive while I pod or after, so it's fine. Just, yeah, knocking him back. All right. Yep. Well, watch out for that next time. I'm... Horrified. He should be horrified. Looking forward to it. I mean, are you going to have to look at my stupid face? Wow. Oh, we're doing it live. Of course we're doing I it live. I think we have to. Yeah, of course we're, we are. And oh, like, you get to see me just plow no, through these things. No. Yo, I never drink. It'll take me like two of those. Let's do this shit. <laughs> it's going to be loose. It's, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> It's going to be a Monday night. Yeah, no. Yo, I don't have to go to work on Tuesday. Suck it. <laughs> uh, okay, that'll be good. Well, I'm actually looking forward to that next time. <laughs> Listeners, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us beyondvenu.hellmouth at gmail.com or find this on the Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. And of course, you can always, always, always reach out to us personally on Atlassian Stride, the professional social network from the makers of Jira and Confluence and Bitbucket and others. What? I'm on there at Making Great Strides, Michaela. Oh my god. I'm on there at StrideX in the Red Box. Cool. Uh, until next time, farewell from the, the Hellmouth. Hell Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no.